Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to the Inspired Evolution. I'm your humble host, Amrit Sandhu, and you're tuning in to a conscious conversation designed to help you grow. Our mission here is simple. It's for you to live your purpose, live your best life, live the life you love. This podcast is sponsored by Enthusiasm for Life, by great creation itself. Keep the good vibes flowing for myself and yourself. Do us a solid. Subscribe to the Inspired Evolution podcast on YouTube, the home of the Inspired Evolution podcast. Now sit back, relax, open your mind, open your heart to this conversation and stay inspired. Keep evolving. Welcome to the Inspired Evolution. And it is such a treat to be here today. We have with us Hans Wilhelm. Hans, how are you there, sir? Oh, thank you so much, Henry, uh, to invite me. It's it's a pleasure and a delight to be here with and seeing you and also connecting maybe with quite a few of my friends uh, who have subscribed from Australia, which is quite a quite an yeah. honor. Yeah, it's a great opportunity. Yeah, it's a great opportunity for us as well. And for those that are tuning into Hans for the first time. He's a writer, an author, an illustrator, an artist, and uh, he's written many children's books. And recently those uh, pursuits have taken him into spiritual books for children, which are really exciting. But my affinity for your work has also been like, has really at the heart of it been your, uh, yeah, the, the YouTube videos that you create. Really short, sharp, shiny YouTube videos on very deep, deep, deep topics, actually. Can you tell us a little bit like, I want to ask where that all came from, but before we start talking about where the short snippets of spiritual videos with of covering such depth, um, with such simplicity as well, such such simplicity, do you ever look back on your life, Hans, and you know wonder about you know who the ten year old Hans was that is 
you know, now this, you know, spiritual curious <laughs> or curator of <laughs> ideas, however you Old want to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <clears throat> now, I was always interested in spirituality. I, I knew that whatever was taught in the churches wasn't quite everything. <laughs> So I was looking for stuff at the, that was in the, during the 60s, and there was no internet, there was no Google. So um, I had looked around, and the only thing at that time which was non-religious was actually came from the Beatles. The Beatles were actually connected <laughs> with TM, Maharishi, with Transcendental Meditation, which was the first thing I did. And I was really, uh, and, and I enjoyed that very much. So and mm. from there, I continued that Edgar Casey and a lots of, lot of other spiritual teachers over the years. And mm. I'm still learning continuously. And my videos are basically for myself to make it mm. clear in my own head whenever I read something, I have to see it visually. I'm also an illustrator for the, my books, but uh, what I see, if I see is kind of how everything fits together, and when I see how all the dots connect, that really uh, makes it so much clearer to me. And mm. I also realize that the spiritual laws are not difficult. They are only difficult sometimes to understand when you read them. But once you see them visually, how everything connects, then it becomes very clear. So that helped me to understand that God is ingenious simplicity and it is not a big secret and he doesn't hide any secrets from us. We are his beloved children. What father would hide anything from his beloved children? Mm. And it was all there for us to understand. Everything that we need to know on our little three-dimensional journey here through the, on our earthly life is given to us to find out. We have all the tools there. It just have to. We have to apply them. That's basically the trick. We have to Live it, not just knowing it. Uh, mm. That's our intellect. It loves to know the stuff. And I have definitely share of that in, in yeah. me. But the idea is to really apply it <clears throat> in our day-to-day -day life. Mm. And uh, by through the application, we learn that these laws, as they are shared from the spiritual world to us, are actually true. They work. I mean, by applying them, we know that they are true. I can talk for hours about the spiritual laws, but not until we really apply them do we know that they are true. It's the same with logic. For instance, if I tell you one and one equals two, mm. if I say this to you, it doesn't mean anything. You have in your own mind somehow visually put one and one together and see then the two. Then it only makes sense. Even logic has to be sort of done in our head first before we really see, ah, yeah, that's true. Besides, mm. one and one is never true. One and one is always one. It's always one. But that's a <laughs> I love that. When I used to get into trouble, uh, I used to cause trouble <laughs> as a kid. My mum and I was always with my friends. My mum used to say, one and one is not two. One and one is 11. <laughs> you guys are up to a lot of mischief. <laughs> <laughs> that's another view, yes. <laughs> but I totally that's appreciate a good one. where you're coming from. One and one is comes home to one again. So... One of the one of the key things you're eliciting in there is that there's a there's quite a quite a delta between knowing something and reading about something versus actually applying it in your life. And this has been something that has been ever present for me because well, one of the occupational hazards of being an interviewer and a podcaster is you know, you run into ideas left, right and centre every week again and again and deep, profound ideas um, here to shift, you know, how you yeah, how you view the world. And sometimes, oftentimes, well, oftentimes I find it's, it's, it's up to my receptivity and where I'm actually at in my life to really allow things to click in. How do you encourage, um, how do you encourage these ideas sinking in further? Is it that we are 70% visual for the most, most part and that the visual component helps these ideas to sink in so we can embody them? How do you encourage that? I don't know what the percentage is, but um, I think the majority of uh, people are, humans are uh, visually, visual. vis sight is the strongest uh, of the senses, five yeah. senses. And yeah, I like, I, I personally definitely, if I get sort of something to put together from Ikea or something like this, and mm. if I read it, I couldn't do it, but I have to yeah. see it visually. Mm. And that's basically it. I mean, I see it, it's, it makes sense to me. And the spiritual laws are given through so many teachers and so on. But I can see a predicament to see, to hear so much because there is so much contradiction. There is so mm. much uh, strange teachings in there. There are so many energies and mm. uh, entities. We can actually speak in the um, spiritual realm. And then they have got their own clear vision of what is divine. Mm. 
but that all depends from which level are they coming because the spiritual realm has different levels there's the highest level and the lowest level and everywhere there are spiritual beings who believe they have got they know it all and they want mm -hmm. to help uh people here on earth and they come through channels or whatever it is and they give the, whatever their understanding is Mm -hmm. And then, of course, the person who channels that material is totally convinced that he and she knows the secret of the universe and mm. strongly believes in it. And it's probably part of this uh, secret, but it's not the total. And it's usually something which is colored by the entity that channeled the person that gave the material. Mm. So I can see that you are confronted, coming together with a lot of people who have got spiritual backgrounds yeah. and that different teachings and they are one say this is true the other one is that is true and you just have to follow your gut feeling i guess that's yeah. the only way how you keep your own sanity yeah because there are too many things in the, uh, in the in the cake store and too many cakes and so on which one do you take it's not easy mm. you have to eventually make your own choices but i can see your predicament yeah i don't and... envy you for that <laughs> <laughs> But intellect would love to be in your situation and speak to all these brilliant people you have had. Mm -hmm. But my heart says, ah, it's not so good. Just stick mm -hmm. to what really comes to you automatically and mm -hmm. through my life or the books which come into my hands, the people I speak to. Mm -hmm. uh, life gives me continuously what I need to uh, deal with. Well, let's put it that way, onto what I understand. I don't have to go out curiously because it comes to me out of, it always came to us. It always comes to us, what we have to learn, what we have to understand. Everything is carefully orchestrated for us at any given moment to show us what we have to learn and what we have to understand and what we have to overcome mostly, uh, change our lives in many ways. Can you tell us a That's little bit more about that? Because we want to talk about the spiritual laws here today. And yeah, one of the laws is the law of attraction. Um, and you said it's not really like what it is in the secret. It's it's slightly different. Um, in the secret, we're encouraged to manifest. Well, not encouraged to. That's probably me, you know, overstepping. But people have applied the secret and the law of attraction to thinking about applying it to Ferraris and mansions and these sort of things. Whereas, you know, you described there that, you know, things come to you as they need to. There's a massive amount of trust there. What is the law of attraction really about? I've heard you say it's got to do something with purpose. Well, let's just start from the beginning. <clears throat> we are everything that is around us, every every item, what we see and, and, and everything, what we hear, everything is vibration. It's nothing else. There is no real matter. We know that it's only waves which we perceive as matter. This is transformed down energy. And it's we're only talking about a reality what is energy. And energy has frequency and vibrations. And there the law of uh, attraction is, is the strongest one. Like attracts like, unlike repels unlike. So mm. that is, I think, the most important thing. And we start actually before we incarnate here on planet Earth. We are attracted to parents of similar vibration than we have. In other mm. words, we always pick our parents. Now, we may not do this consciously, but mm. it, it depends on our previous lifetime and our vibration. But that made predominant vibration, or whatever the reason is why we incarnate, determines our parents. So we mm. pick our, there's an attraction taking place. So we become born to parents which are in many ways similar like us. We may not see it that way. We may think, oh, they are cold and they are not, not they are not friendly and so on. But the fact is that we are cold and we need to have this cold environment around us so that we develop our love muscle. Mm -hmm. If we would, if we are cold, for instance, and we want to develop love, loving parents wouldn't be the right, uh, right environment. It mm -hmm. has to be really the very thing what we are, cold, so that we understand, I don't want to do this. I want to be different than this. I want to be loving. So that helps us to grow. Mm. So we attract, We are attracted by the parents uh, we, uh, we are sort of uh, vibrationally correspond with. <clears throat> and throughout our day, everything what we surround us and wherever we are is also based on the law of attraction people come into our life according to the law of attraction none of this are coincidence everything is carefully planned everything is for us to wake up and to return back to divinity so everybody even if the most difficult challenge whatever it may be is here for us and not it doesn't happen to us but it happens for us as byron katie used to say mm. <clears throat> so this is our life of here on earth and 
uh, we don't have to try anything really because it comes automatically when the time is ripe. Mm. It has to do largely through the, our karma. These are energies, again, unlike attracts like, that we have. And whenever we did something negative, positive, they're negative mostly, when we acted against the law of love, we stored it in our soul, in our body, in our genes, but we also stored it in the repository planets of the material and fine material universe. And when these planets are full, those uh, the karma basically gets downloaded back to us in this lifetime or in pre in the next lifetime. So we are getting every day what we're experiencing. Basically, we are reliving our past uh, things, what we thought, what we did, and what we said. So our day is basically constructed of what our past was and what our past has, what we have made on our past. So we are reliving our past and we have now the opportunity to clear it up through forgiveness, asking for forgiveness, making amends, and also changing our way of life. So there is a law of attraction as well. Now, the law of attraction, as mentioned in The Secret, <clears throat> sounds quite, quite um, tempting that you just sit there and you imagine that I have my Ferrari and I will be... <laughs> Uh, very uh, rich and whatever, and uh, the scent of the vibration. And by the by, theoretically, by the law of attraction, these things should come to us. But mm -hmm. I believe millions of people have read the book or the saw the video, have tried it very hard, and I don't think that the numbers of millionaires and Ferrari drivers has ever increased. <laughs> it hasn't yeah. really worked for me. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a great concept and she did a great video I must say I, mean, I wasn't at all when it came out I mean she was really convincing it was fabulous but it doesn't work and the reason is as follows mm. the way I understand it before we incarnate we see a rough outline of our future life and I compare it like a riverbed there are certain challenges happening when we are 15, when we are 21, uh, when we are 30, 60, there maybe we lose a job, maybe we, we made our made for life there, or there something terrible happens, we get an illness, etc. These are all karmic moments which we have to undo in this lifetime. And we see this and we wholeheartedly agree to that. Nobody is born against their will. So our free will has said yes to this life. It is only 30,000 days long. It's very short. It doesn't even matter. It's like going to college for a very short period. It's very tough. We can talk about the amazing... But you're saying we did this before we came here? Before we come here, we agree to the major obstacles or challenges or tasks which we, we, we will face. We know mm. more or less what we expect, not in the greatest details, but more or less. We also will know whom we are going to meet and who may be our partner. They mm -hmm. may incarnate with us at the same time and says, when you are 25, I'm, we are going to meet and then we continue our path together, for instance. Mm -hmm. These things, we are prearranged our birth. For most people, not for everyone, the exclusion is that some souls are so addicted to the life here on earth because of the pleasure and so on. They push for incarnation. They want to go back. They don't want to be in the spiritual world for many other reasons. They want to be here. So they oh. push themselves to find in a, a baby body and to incarnate here and to basically to continue their their sensual life in most cases. Anyway, mm -hmm. but most of us know exactly what to expect. Now, just let's think, for instance, if we now suddenly are 20 years old and we want, I want the $100 million on my bank account and I want to have my Ferrari and I want to live somewhere in, in, in Bermuda, uh, that is great and I can visualize it, that may be fine. But it may be the effect that I have arranged prior to my birth that I may be just a teacher in Denver where I will meet my wife with 25 and then continue on my all path together. So if this would happen, what I try to attract through the law of attraction according to the secret, my life course would be totally thrown off. Hmm. Everything that I had planned, carefully in, in, uh, arranged, not only for myself, but also with the other souls that incarnate with me at the same time so that we can continue our game here and help each other to move forward. All this would not be possible because I'm sitting somewhere in Bermuda with a lot of money and maybe spoil myself and, and go totally downhill with all the hmm. money I have because yeah. wealth can be a, a temptation. So our inner guidance our soul uh, yeah our inner guidance i would say 
doesn't really go for our intellect, what our ego wants for us. It knows better. Our guardian spirit helps us because all these ideas, these goals that are coming from the secret are mostly ego goals. I want wealth. I want power. Mm. I want this. I want that. This is for our ego. We are not here to get. We are totally only here to become. And that's a very big difference. We are here to become. We are here in the school to become better, clear, clear up our karma, not to accumulate the riches and so on, which will basically only bind us here. Mm. Now, if the secret would truly work, for like, for instance, if I would sit every day for an hour and, med and imagine that I would be a rich, rich, whatever it is, um, then what about an actor who, for instance, goes on stage every night for two hours, plays in, let's say, a cancer ill person, and every for two hours, he always thinks he have got cancer. He pretends he has cancer. He speaks about cancer for two hours continuously, as good as well as he can as an actor. That person doesn't get cancer. Or if he had the other word, if he imagines he's a rich person and acts on stage every for two hours every day to be that rich person, he doesn't get richer through that. So there is a barrier here. We have an inner barrier. So if the secret hasn't made you rich, don't be upset. You are just blessed. You are kept on the path where you should be. Because mm. wealth and power and fame are such big challenges. I made a video on this one. We only want this basically. We don't feel we feel well enough. We don't feel fulfilled. We don't feel good enough. And then we want to compensate with these outer kind of things. So it's very important for us to work on ourselves to feel feel not the emptiness in us we don't feel valuable enough so these are the things we have to work on it but the outer things are there for our trimmings to impress other people who says i am strong i am powerful and so on but it just is all charade it's all nonsense because uh, we have to leave it behind in a few mm. days time everybody lives so short here that's why nobody lives forever that's why it is a school here on earth now if we continue on the law of attraction of course, it goes on, particularly when our life comes to an end. The major vibration which our soul has, with good, bad, whatever it is, attracts our soul then to the realm in the spiritual uh, worlds which sim if of similar vibration. So, if, for instance, if we are murderers, we might be attracted to murderers. If we are very politically engaged or religiously engaged, we go to a group of people already religious, the same kind of souls who have the same religious beliefs. So, in the spiritual world, we are uh, we are surrounded by like-minded souls of same yeah. vibration, which is very different than here on Earth where we are surrounded by many different people of different backgrounds, of different vibrations, of different evolutions, of different uh, yeah, vibrations, basically. So we mm -hmm. can learn a lot here. Imagine you are stuck in a specific religious kind of belief system, whatever it may be, and everybody around you talks the same kind of religious dogmatic stuff. How will you grow? Very, very difficult. Mm. And therefore, it is a great blessing and a gift of grace that we can incarnate here on earth. It is very hard. Most people, I think almost everybody, has got a very hard life because it's not easy. Never mind how rich, famous, wealthy you are. You struggle. You have to struggle. These are the towels. It's like going to an ivory college. It's hard. Hmm. It's not a beer and, and, and party college here. For some people it is. Some people do it, but they may miss their life or they miss their total task why they came here. So life is short, intense, because comfort and growth don't go together. We <sighs> need the discomfort at times. Of course, there are wonderful times. There is time for party. There is time for joy. There is time for dancing, of course. Mm. It is not all sourpuss, and it's not all, and not everybody. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's a great time. And, and uh, what, what really gives us that wonderful energy, the beauty is actually in nature. When we are seeing nature, surrounded by nature, that brings us right back to the beauty of existence, to the beauty of everything, to the unity and to divinity. I think that is very, very powerful. People can be difficult at times, but go down to nature, walk through nature. It mm. will bring your soul back into a higher vibration. So that's in short uh, way how the law of attraction affects us in many, many ways. Mm. Mm. Is that, is, uh, 
From there, can I deduce that our fundamental purpose is to recognize our own divinity? Would you go as far as saying that? Definitely. I think that's number one. Um, many spiritual paths teach that we are slowly evolving here on earth from cavemen or whatever it is, and slowly becoming a spiritual person. This mm. is not my understanding at all. My understanding mm. is that we are all children of God, divine sons and daughters of God, perfect beings, perfect cosmic beings who have lived in the absolute reality as like what we would call normal as angels. But mm. a long time ago, something happened. Some of these angels were a bit rebellious and left the divine heaven. And mm. in the scripture, it's called the fall. Mm -hmm. And what we now see, the material world is part of this, these four regions. We are not, this is not our home. And even the spiritual levels we will go into after our physical death are not our home either. These are preparation phases before we can all return to the absolute reality. Mm -hmm. So in other words, we don't have to learn anything in this lifetime new. We have to remember who we are. We are love unconditional, unlimited, all-inclusive, selfless love. This is what we are made of. This is basically the highest vibration. I spoke earlier about vibration. It's a vibration of which, from which we came. We are already that, what we want to be again. So we, it's not a question of learning difficult spiritual path and task or whatever it is. It is a task to wake up to our true identity. And I must say, from all the various helps I tasks I have and challenges I have throughout the day, whenever yeah. I feel off in a way, sort of out of uh, balance, mm. and I remind myself, who am I? And suddenly, immediately, that memory of who I truly am comes back and gives me such an energy jolt mm. and so on. So I can, can handle any temptation much better. I'm not saying I always succeed, but <laughs> I am much, much stronger than when I just feel, oh, this is so hard. It is so bad. Why am I doing this? Why am I here? Etc. Etc. We are divine beings and our guardian spirit reminds us of that all the time. Divinity, God within us, it reminds us of all the time. Yes, we are these divine, and of course, everybody else around us as well. It's just mm. an angel in disguise. This includes even the, I mentioned earlier, the negative entity. Yeah, the child. Yeah. The they mm. are all brothers uh, of, of divinity. They are sons and daughters of God who have fallen a little bit deeper than we have. And because they have lost all their energy in their in the distance, moving more, more away from the absolute reality, mm. they are now stealing the energy or trying to steal the energy from us. And so whenever we have possessed spirits or whatever, uh, they are the ones who draw our energy. And that's because it's for them, their survival uh, energy, it's loose energy. So this is basically, but they're all brothers and sisters. It doesn't mean we have to embrace them and love them. We just give them over to God and let him take care of them and find, and guide them home. But it's good to remember that even the greatest enemy we have here on earth, the greatest politician we, which, whom we hate and dislike strongest, is nothing but an angel in disguise. Mm. And particularly when the person we don't like is, a, mm. is probably one of the most powerful angels because he reminds us of, of something in us that we don't love in ourselves. So any person who gives us a hard time is nothing no one else but a reflection of our own shortcomings, of our own areas which we have not quite dealt with, which, which ne we need to clear up. The outer world is nothing but a projection of ourselves. We do not see the things as they are. We see the things as we are, as the time would quite wisely said. Mm. And this is, it happens to everything. It happens to every person we meet as well and every situation Whenever we have a queasy kind of feeling, it's whenever we are unhappy about it because what we see, experience, this is just nothing else but our own outpicturing of ourselves. And we see ourselves, and this is now the very moment when we have the opportunity to return back to love. And there are different ways for forgiveness, reminding ourselves, prayer, whatever, it's, 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 if each situation is unique. But they're all here for us to wake up not to learn all these difficult things. We have to relearn, yes. We have to learn certain steps to become because we have to learn order to become, make order in our life. We have to learn 
uh, divine will versus our ego will. We have to learn wisdom. We have to have a certain kind of earnestness in on the path. We have to learn patience, love, and mercy. All these are the laws of God, the law, or the also called the powers of God, which we have to relearn again because we have gone rather downhill in many ways. Otherwise, we wouldn't be here. Remember, the earth, mm. the material universe, is a lowest form. Mm. It's the lowest form of vibration, and uh, it's it's and, and we just sort of here for uh, for a short period, and then we go back to this. Uh, spiritual realms uh, and uh, from there hopefully we don't have to come back the whole idea is not to come back here coming back to earth is a blessing is, is a good grace but it's not it shouldn't become a habit i know most of us have come hundred thousand times here but that's not the idea idea mm. is to graduate from this school to mm. become love again and we can do this in one lifetime most of us can do this and uh, that's as simple as that but we get also easily uh, entangled here in all the temptation of the world and also no need to change because things are sometimes very easy for us and then we just so basically start off where we have began mm. and that's the usual thing the total rotation of karma the wheel of karma over and over and over again but it is not with this is this could be our last uh, incarnation now that doesn't mean that we don't may want to reincarnate again but this is from a different motivation, not to clear up our karma, but we can incarnate here again because we want to help other people. So that's a different motivation why some souls come here because they want to help, they want to be of assistance. So they come uh, as love people, to serve. Yeah, serve because a lot of it says, "Oh, I never want to come here. I never want to incarnate again." It says, "Once you have reached a level of love, you may think about that statement. Maybe out of love, you want to come and help your brothers and sisters, but it's everybody has a different task. Mm. I love that. And you mentioned the seven dimensions, and I find that really interesting, especially because, yeah, in that mercy um, is a dimension beyond love, which I would love to unpack in this conversation. But before we do, you've mentioned this a couple of times um, around forgiveness and coming from, and one of my yeah one of my favorite videos i was gonna say online altogether um and probably even so is your video on forgiveness like radical forgiveness and you know we've been talking recently you know we, we talked about mirroring the law of projection correspondence started to sort of come through in there but um well not but and you mentioned that there are people there that are, you know, positioned to sort of trigger us, to challenge us. And, you know, we feel this in the 3D reality here on earth that we feel. But in the video you unpack, you know, we discussed earlier that potentially there are some people that, you know, we've signed up to learn some lessons from before we even potentially came here. Now, you know, I'm reciting what you're saying there, but can you unpack that sort of radical forgiveness? Um, for those that are tuning in, because it's been beyond profound for me, the way I've learned to relate to other humans um, following that understanding. Yeah, yeah. No, that uh, the word radical forgiveness is uh, by Colin Tippin, uh, uh, an author who developed this, and I mentioned it briefly in my video as well. But the system is basically uh, that we are never victims. We like to believe we are victims. I know the other person is very bad by hitting me and hurting me and stealing from me, but we are never really a victim if we really go deep enough. Mm. I said earlier, throughout the day, we are getting impulses <clears throat> from the spiritual world or from life, we can say, coming back to us of stuff, of uh, the uh, the harvest of so that what we have sown in past lifetimes, basically. So a person who comes to our life does something to us is usually somebody who is paying back some karma karma not as punishment but for mm. us to recognize that we have done something similar wrong but in many cases or in very severe cases the so the person who suddenly hits us hurts us steal from us is also can also be a person with whom we have made a soul pact prior incarnation and says look I have problems with, with uh, let's say, with self-esteem and so on. You have to help me this one. I do not know, I do not believe that I'm a divine being and strong and whatever it is. Uh, can you help me there? So here I incarnate, for instance, 
Mm. And what I do is I continuously run myself down. Oh, I'm not good enough. I shouldn't be doing this. I shouldn't be in this relationship. Why would they love me? I'm not I'm not lovable enough, etc. This self-talk. This self-talk is also nothing else than a vibration in our mm. mind. So like you had um, uh, Bruce Lipton on, on recently. I mean, yeah. he has, speaks of nothing else than it is all vibration, which we then ooze out through our genes and through our whole being. So continuously, I'm sending out this idea, I'm not good enough, I'm worthless, or whatever it is. Mm. And sending this out, we come back to the law of attraction. This attracts people who actually on the same vibration, who may come into our life and physically hit me. Here they are expressing what I have repressing all the time, so that I wake up. This is a wake-up call. You will very often find in spouse beating that one of the person who continuously is beaten has an extremely low self-esteem. And the person who beats her is just basically expressing what the person has inwardly always felt and said to themselves. So we have this situation that we are always facing ourselves. And the person who comes there is basically nothing than a wake-up call, somebody who wakes us up. And when we see that person from a different, from this different perspective, it makes totally different uh, understanding. And also the person who steals from us, who hurts us in some other ways, can be somebody who is just paying back or giving us the karmic um, impulse that we have given to that person, maybe in a previous lifetime. Because nothing happens without, um, by chance. Everything is carefully orchestrated. There is a reason why somebody steals from us. There is a reason why we lost the job. And it can also be, it's quite simply like losing a job, that this job has come to an end. And now it's time to move somewhere else and start something new. Our ego and our comfort zone, it doesn't agree with that. It doesn't, it doesn't want to stay in the job and in the situation. But life has got other plans for us. Our life is our, it's our soul. Our higher self has other plans for us. So in every situation we are facing, as difficult as they are, they are attracted by us. They are there for us, for us to grow. How can we be really upset and angry to a person who basically came to us and to teach us a lesson. It's the same thing like you go to college and the teacher is very tough on you. He lets you must make this test, this test, etc. And you work hours and hours and hours and hours. And when the school is over and you graduate, would you really go and go to the lawyer and let's sue this, this, this teacher? He, he gave me a hard time. Let's sue him. He was a bad, bad guy. This is basically life is. Basically, everybody is our teacher. And to wake us up, can we sue them? Can we be angry with them? And when we are angry with them, it's just only very often we do this out of vanity. I mm. am right and he is wrong. It is very often the vanity why we feel that other people are so bad and such a sinner and whatever. We do this uh, to, for our ego. We do this for other reasons too. If somebody has really hurt us and we can't forgive them, we sometimes do this because we are afraid of change. Mm. We tie ourselves to that person because as long as I'm not forgiving that person, there isn't much change. But the moment I forgive that person, there's a, there can be major changes in our life because I can suddenly be free. Mm. And that can be scary. So there are a lot of reasons why we don't want to forgive someone else. We also feel we have power over the person. Uh, but in truth, the other person usually doesn't even know that we are angry. They have a great life somewhere else. But the thing which is which we need to remember why it is so important to forgive is that as long as a deed is not forgiven, the two souls are tied to each other. We have to forgive. Either we forgive the other one or the other has to forgive us. That is very important. I know a lot of teachings, spiritual teachings, don't agree with that statement. But I say a deed is only undone when the soul... God can only forgive when the other soul has also forgiven us. It doesn't interfere there. Divinity doesn't interfere there. We incarnate over and over and over again until we finally head it up to here. And then maybe one of us forgives each other and then we can clear this matter up. We have to make that progress on our own. But divinity is always helping us to understand it, to see it.
So we are maybe tied to this person for hundreds of years of hundreds of lifetime if forgiveness is not given. That's why forgiveness is so important. It clears up the karma. And karma is, again, not punishment, but a teaching tool. That we in a very short time realize that we have done or said or thought some unloving things which are totally against our nature. We have harmed ourselves. We have harmed against who we are. We are unconditional, unlimited, selfless love. And when we act and speak and think against it, the person we are harming is ourselves. And sometimes the outside world has to come into our life to point that out through blows of fate, through losses, through suffering, all this, and illness. Let's take an illness, for instance. It, it, it sounds like an awful kind of karma for many people, but in truth, it is an outflowing of karma. It's a release of karma. It's like you own $100,000 to somebody, and now suddenly this debt is slowly cleared as you die. From day to day, the debt gets smaller and smaller, smaller. It's gone. By the time you're done with the illness, it's over. And maybe even you might die from it. But death is just graduation. It's nothing. It's nothing spare, nothing serious, nothing bad. Death is a very simple, straightforward thing, which we have unfortunately done a thousand times, many of us. But it's not uh, the end of the world because we will continue. And uh, that is part of the thing. So, yes, and even an illness is in a way not necessarily. It's hard to experience. And also when you are a caregiver, it is awful sometimes. But if a caregiver does it to somebody, then there is definitely a reason for it. The caregiver may have done that to learn how to serve, learn how to love. Caregivers is no coincidence. It may be a tremendous burden on somebody to be have to be forced to be a caregiver to an ailing parent or whatever, whoever it is. But it is here for the person to grow, to learn how to serve. Because the expression of love, the highest form of expression of love is service. Hmm. And we have to keep that in mind. It's not hugging and love, romantic love. It's service. The higher served the lower, and the lower served the higher. The lower life forms, like the minerals, plants, and animals, serve the higher form, and the divine uh, entities serve a God, of course, serves everyone, keeps us alive, gives us a life force. So that is the circle of love. And we are part of it. And we have to reawaken to our true identity, which is nothing but love. Mm. I made a whole video on this one, on yeah. love, I think. It's right <clears throat> to explain it even. It's not a secret. It's, uh, yeah, I can imagine some of those people that are tuning in and finding it quite difficult to recognize that even when they have feel victimized, that forgiveness um, in light of is empowering in ways because it's, it's recognizing the teacher of the perpetrator and potentially that there was something within you that was calling that in um, to work with it. I can imagine there are many that are listening in that are triggered by it. Um, but inviting yeah, them and being a victim also gives us, oh, look, poor me, look at me. This is our ego wants to be. Mm -hmm. Only our ego wants to be a victim because we get mm -hmm. a lot of attention and we can get used. Look how bad my husband or my parents have always treated me and so on. Being a victim is a wonderful way to get attention. It's all about, as of course, the miracles say, about giving love and ex and expressing love, giving love and, and crying out for love. That's the other one. Yeah. And the victim yeah. is crying out for love. And what do we want to be? Do we want to be the one who cries out for love continuously through wanting attention, wanting affection, wanting approval, wanting lots of likes on our Instagram? That is crying out for love. That is not our true essence. Our true essence is giving love because we are love. We are sending it out. And in, then there will be love coming back to us, but we are not doing it to get love back because it's a natural kind of uh, circle. But we do it because it's our true nature to love, na mm. true nature to serve, to be there for others. I love that. And it deeply resonates in my heart when you share that. Now, one of the curiosities I've got following your work is, um, yeah, you talked about the different spiritual dimensions and it was... Uh, yeah, really profound for me how you shared that there's, you know, these seven dimensions have been sort of 
you know, from different sort of schools of thought, philosophy, wisdom have all been brought together and they actually are all sort of saying the same thing, which I adore because the oneness is ever present in there. Um, now, I found it quite, um, I guess my intellect found it quite intriguing <laughs> to sort of feel into uh, mercy being a higher spiritual level than love when what you've just shared about love seems to be so um, aligned with the divinity that is with us um, and so much of our inner nature. Can you describe mercy for us a little bit and what, what you mean, what mercy means to you? When we speak about these seven dimensions uh, mm. and seven uh, vibrations, we can say so we have we are speaking about a seven-dimensional kind of reality, which is very mm. difficult for us three to comprehend. Yeah, absolutely. Three is hard enough to comprehend so, sometimes. <laughs> so we are using very clumsy expression for me yeah. to explain divine mercy. I feel it's 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 too yeah. much for me to really find the right words for it. I just know that being here on earth, having given the opportunity to learn, to share, and to grow, is an act of mercy and of uh, given to me by divinity, and I feel very blessed of having that. And that mercy, I think, is for everything which is alive. It's continuously being given there to grow. It's it's a form of love. Uh, if mercy is not necessarily higher than love, love is the more overall kind of energy as well. It is also one of the laws, but it is when we speak of God being love, that is basically me meant by this. God is the love, and love is sort of the overall kind of theme of all the other seven kind of dimension uh, 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 laws. Um, Amrit, I would be honest, to explain mercy and give a full detail, I would just, if there's a voice in me that says, Hans, stop here. No, just let it experience when, when, when you reach it. When I, when I reach it, I, we, we come back again and I tell you. <laughs> but uh, it, it would be, uh, I'm struggling with the lowest form. I'm struggling with, it starts with order, to have bring order in my life, in my thinking, in my dressing, in my eating and so on, etc., in my day-to-day -day life. That's where I start at the moment and where I'm working on it. Maybe I sometimes find myself in the next level, which is divine will, to find out what is my ego will and what might be the divine will. So I'm mm. struggling with the first two steps. So therefore, I am uh, a little bit hesitant to make big <laughs> statements about the last level. <laughs> I appreciate your honesty and transparency there. Let's talk a little bit about order then and what it means to you. So you're saying things even like, you know, just keeping order and tidiness in my space, in the way I put myself together, in the way I sort of approach things. Um, well, there's a lot of chaos in my thoughts. <laughs> I'll be the first to put my hand up. One of the antidotes I found for that is just not even identifying myself with my thoughts has been a silver bullet, um, which is I'm not my thoughts. That's right. I'm not my thoughts. I'm not my thoughts <laughs> is a is a real blessing. But yeah, what does uh, what does what does inviting order into your life look like at the moment? Well, it's my all day to day life from the May I wake up to to, to do have a certain form of routine like meditation mm. or a prayer and then also uh, clothing, the, the way you dress, you cleanse yourself orderly, don't be mm. sloppy, you dress yourself. I mean, it, this is not a rigid kind of stiff kind of monk discipline. kind of life. Yeah. <laughs> no, discipline. No, it's, yeah. it is just realize uh, when you uh, see your whole life through the eyes of order, says, looking here at my desk, there's a little bit of disorder to put it politely and so on. Uh, that mm. could, couldn't be better. But over time, I have become more orderly in my cupboards and my things and my food and whatever I eat. And uh, I try that also in my thinking pattern. Uh, that is a very difficult task that I don't run away too much in negative thoughts or uh, thoughts which totally distract me. And, and uh, also in order, for instance, what I consume, I don't mean just uh, in the food, but also on uh, when you go to to the television, uh, what what do mm. we what what kind of movies do you see? Order that because everything, the outside world forms us, and the, we form uh, the outside world from within. Yeah. The outside forms within, and the other it goes both ways. The ontology. So when yeah. we are outside order around us in our cupboard, in our workspace, and so on, it immediately affects us. It immediately makes us. You know what it does make? It makes you secure. It makes me secure. Somehow secure mm. because. It's order. I've paid my bill. I've done this, etc. 
there is nothing to worry about right now because everything is not chaotic. It doesn't look chaotic around me. So I get more sense of calmness, security, if everything visually around me is in order. If I also manage my thoughts in order and also what I consume, either food or, or videos or movies, and that has a major effect as well. If I would see horror movies or drastic killing and so on, uh, it definitely has a disorderly effect on my soul, on how I feel about it, how I respond to it. Whilst I see a harmonious uh, movie or something, wonderful, upbuilding, uplifting, it, it affects me as well. So the outside world, whatever I take in, has a major power over me. And when I do this more orderly, or live more orderly, then I also can wake up much better. If I'm mm -hmm. surrounded by chaos then the chaos is pulling me. Oh, I have to do this bill, I have to do this one, I have to visit that, etc. Thousand put things pulling me. But if I have order in it, the one tool which I love to do every day, if I can in the work days, I write down sort of all the major things I want to do tomorrow. By the mm. end of the day, things I haven't done. Just sort of, it's just a checklist. Yeah, And you know, ever I started it, I, it done, I achieved so much more because I then the next day I just cross them off, done, perfect. If mm. I don't do these lists, then all right, I can do now, go shopping, I can do this. I sometimes find excuses because the mm. list is not lying there <laughs> to remind me. And then the yeah. day goes by, I said, oh, I didn't do these things. No wonder you <laughs> wasn't on your list and you right. just did it along and just sort of wasted some time. So yeah. that is one form of how uh, how we can do more order, uh, bring more order into our life. Yeah. So these are just a few of little things, and I just personally feel there are some simple, simple tools that have helped me to get a little bit more orderly than I uh, am, than I was, and I still have a long way to go. <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing that. I've actually come around to this a couple of times, and just the, the wisdom that is in lists, <laughs> it's, it's such, <laughs> it just sounds so ridiculous in some ways when I say it out loud to myself, not when you're saying it part of me, but it just, it's like, it's a list, you know, but it's, it's, it's so profound in some ways because you're taking something that's like, in the ether and bringing it into the manifest, writing it down, pumping your intention into it. And then, like you said, you follow through on it the next day and like literally magic starts to happen in your life. And when you say to someone, write a list, it just, it just doesn't quite sound like that. You know? <laughs> yeah. Because we have the thought that we have lots of wonderful intentions. Yeah. The next day, oh, I want to do this, I want to do this, I want to be nice, I want to make this phone call, and so on. We are full of intention all the time, we have great intention. Mm -hmm. But to remember the next day, it may not happen. We may not remember it, but writing it down is a form of commitment. Mm -hmm. And also to help us remember, it is a simple, simple, simple tool, but it's very powerful to at least get certain things done in our life. I, do, I, I achieve more. This is basically not only because I don't forget it so easily, but I achieve more because I just sort of it out very quickly because sometimes in our mind we says oh i have to found, phone the, the the irs or whatever it is and it's a major thing it takes me hours and so on and we, we procrastinate and don't do it but if i just write it down says all right now i have to do this and maybe in 15 minutes the whole phone call can be done i'm surprised sometimes how quickly it works when i have no longer no longer allow an excuse of not doing it mm, i love that now simplicity one of the things that your videos exude are simplicity. Now, I have come to learn that what is simple is not necessarily always easy. <laughs> um, I was taught by Eckhart Tolle for a period there and everything comes back to the now and it's a very simple concept. Um, but man, it can be challenging at times when the mind has its own sort of agenda, running after certain thoughts and things and whatnot. So can you expand a little bit about your awareness of simplicity because you've managed to do an incredible job of bringing massive topics massive massive spiritual topics and distilling them down into some instances five minute videos in some instances seven ten minute videos which are really digestible approachable understandable and you cover a lot like like the the viewer covers a lot of ground in five to 10 minutes of watching this video, but you must have had to distill and simplify the concepts for yourself first. So what's your relationship with simplicity? 
Well, as I said earlier, I do these things for myself. Uh, in largely, for instance, I can tell you that karma goes into our soul and to and, and to the other person, etc. And and I explain it. And you may have a picture, or you not. But once I show it and show it to myself, how a person hits another person, the karma is then in the body, in the in the other person. It goes into the akashic record. It goes into the repository planets, and so on. And then eventually comes back. When you see it, it makes total sense. Mm. verbally it can be far more complicated and when we see all these things how everything connects this is what my biggest discovery was is that it is also simple there are no real secrets if there are any secrets it's there are really not of any help on any assistance for our present life i'm sure mm. once we go into higher regions there's so much more to know and so much more to to grasp but at the moment here on earth Everything that we need to know to make it a successful life is given to us. We are very simple. It's very simple. The Bible, there's a lot of confusing stuff in the Bible. And I, I would say it is very man-made, but not God-made. Even a lot of mm. your listeners may disagree with that one. But there are certain things in which are very simple. It's just Ten Commandments, very simple. I've mm. made a video on this one. There are the Ten Commandments of Happiness, if we just follow them. Then there's a Sermon on the Mount. It's not that easy as the Ten Commandments, but it's very it's there. And the golden rule, do unto others as you want to do unto them and vice versa. Now, these are the very simple things. Very clearly, it's a sort of way to live. So God did not give, you don't have to go to kind of a seminary and study God for years and years to become a priest to understand God. No, God gives very straightforward laws. The Ten Commandments don't hurt anybody else, and you don't get hurt, and forgive everybody seven times seventies, and then you move on and do the, the, the right things. The simplicity lies in the formulas given to us to cope with our life. We make mm. it very difficult. That's the thing. Our intellects make it very difficult. You have to go to this school. You have to learn this path. You have to do this exercise. No, you don't need to do this, really. You, everything is in those Ten Commandments, the Sermon on the Mount, and in the Golden Rule. You don't need anything else, really. You don't even need to believe in past life and reincarnation. Totally yeah. unimportant. Mm. Uh, to be a loving person, to do a successful life, you don't really need to believe in that. If you are if you are living according to who you are, which means being love, expressing love in your work, in your interaction with nature, with uh, uh, the nature kingdoms, and with your fellow men and women, I think that is absolutely wonderful if one can do that. That alone is, is, is enough love mm. thank you so much for sharing that now one of your the big thing in there is like within the toolkits um i think what i found is you're always encouraging us to build our toolkit so in order to be able to love more and potentially even clear those karmic relationships that you know you've referred to um forgiveness is one we've we've touched really deeply on today uh gratitude is another one that i know you deeply love um prayer is also in there um, what like do you want to describe your toolkit at the moment and what you feel are sort of a few of the go-tos you don't have to describe you know all of them um, but you know what are some of the things that you know prayer what does prayer look like for you you know is gratitude something that you connect to forgiveness are there other things in there as well that you recommend um, can support people on their path and journey I know there's a lot I think um, you mentioned gratitude uh, I find this uh, probably one of the most practical tools we have because mm. when we remember what we have been given simple things like my hands i mean mm. be grateful for my hands yeah. Yeah, yeah well i mean a lot of people don't even have hands or they are crippled or can't use them we take so much for granted and if we feel gratitude we totally change our genes and bruce lipton surely can tell you more mm. about this how it changed our all the hormones in our mind and how suddenly all the endorphins or whatever they are happen to and, and they, they flood our system because happiness is a result of gratefulness it's not the other way around we can we actually uh, create happiness by being grateful grateful uh, happiness is a decision in life it's mm. not some kind of floaty emotion that we have once in a while and not no the moment we are grateful then that creates happiness in us that creates joy and again we come back to vibrations it is a different vibration if we are mm. down and if we are in the dumps and so on and suddenly we realize 
my God, I'm so blessed that I'm here. I'm not in any war zones. I am kind of, have, I still have got a bit some food in my fridge. I have a fridge in the first mm. place. Not everybody mm. has that. Yeah, and and suddenly, just be honest and very important. Which I and when I did my video, I studied this. This is, I think, a very powerful tool. Somewhere in California University did this. They uh, if be grateful for the people in your life and uh, particularly your partners and everybody mm. else, but not just because of one thing. Find five things in that person why oh. you are grateful for that person. That is a very powerful exercise. Find five reasons why your spouse, your grandmother, or your horrible mother-in-law mm. is actually why you're grateful for that. Five reasons. That yeah. sticks in our mind. And that is very, very, very powerful. So, yes, gratefulness. I very often close interviews that says when people ask me what is the most important thing you would leave your viewers behind. And always come the gratefulness because it's easy to do. Yeah. And everybody has got lots of stuff to be grateful for and feel, see how it feels in your whole system when you really say thank you. And thankfulness is even a step further than gratefulness mm. because thankfulness is towards a higher energy. Mm -hmm. And when we sort of gratefully and humbly accept this gift given to us, it just feels it's a vibration. I can't explain it otherwise, <laughs> which makes you makes you feel good. It makes you feel Yes, uh, there's a reason why I'm here. There's a reason why I experience this, why I have my hands, why I have the fridge and food. There is a reason for this all. It's given to me as tools for this life in here on earth. And I have to do something wonderful with it. And I find it very sad for some people who believe that they are God. And a lot of New Age teachings tell mm. us they are God. They don't have this wonderful feeling to say thank you to something or mm. someone who is higher themselves. This deep, uh, you see, when we are thankful, we acknowledge that something has been given to us. And life is always balancing out. It's always uh, sending and receiving, sending and receiving, giving and taking, giving and taking. We can't give anything back to the divinity who give us our body, who give us our hands, even the fridge or whatever. But we can give our thankfulness, this deep, heartfelt thank you. And that gives us, uh, that we create some form of balance. We are given a gift. We can't repay it with giving the same gift back. But life responds only by, by balancing out. So mm. we give a thank you, a deep felt thank you back. And then there is harmony again. Because if we don't say thank you, we are somehow feel indebted to someone else. And the thank you is our way of ac acknowledging it and giving part of the energy back to the, to the giver. <laughs> oh Hans, thank you. You're welcome so much for this conversation. It has been ah, just so beautiful, so profound, and so giving. And yeah, you know, there's the cries for love and the giving of love. And this has just been such a giving of love from your end. Thank you so much for everything that you do. I know I could just thank you for today's conversation, but it's a lifetime of work that you've put into this and your lovely YouTube videos. For those that are tuning in, Inspired Evolution Tribe and audience, please hit subscribe. Go over to Johan's uh, YouTube channel. I'll put a link to the show notes below. It, you'll find if any of the topics that we've covered today, whether it's forgiveness, whether it's gratitude, whether it's explained life and how reality works, these conversations are, you know, snackable, but very deep and very profound videos. And snackable. I absolutely love them. Yeah, they're totally snackable. <laughs> I have um, to, I remember that. Yeah, please do. Snackable videos. I love yeah, it. They're, they're absolutely snackable <laughs> spiritual videos. They're, they're perfect. And I'm just... Yeah, I'm so grateful for having you on here today, Hans, and sharing your stuff I am deeply Thank grateful you. to you that you asked me. Thank you very, very, very much, Amrit. I wish you well, and I mm. wish you well. Long time. Don't get too confused with all the teachers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thank you for your blessings. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in to this amazing episode of The Inspired Evolution. Without you, the Inspired Evolution Tribe, this podcast would not be what it is today. Thank you so much for your love and your support. Thank you so much for being so inspired to evolve. It's truly inspiring. If you haven't already done so, 
please subscribe to the Inspired Evolution on YouTube, the home of the Inspired Evolution's video podcast. We release inspiring conversations such as this every week, along with guided meditations and empowering insights all designed to help you grow and evolve. Honestly, your subscription on YouTube to the channel helps us out a great deal. And one of the other benefits, if you're having any insights or shifts from these episodes that you want to chat about, or if you'd like to leave myself or the guest a message, please do so in the comments on YouTube. I truly look forward to hearing from you. And as always, Tribe, remember to stay inspired and keep evolving. you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.